0: I hope, I hope, I hope, Helping you navigate the Disney parks With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the
1: world You're listening to Rope Drop Radio
0: To infinity and beyond
1: Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio I'm your host, Eric Sassman With me, as always, is Disney dentist, Dr. Doug, how you doing?
0: Doing great, Derek
1: And while I'm excited about today's show because we're going to talk about my favorite park, the one that turned me into a Disney fanatic, a Disney lover, it's in Orlando. It's the Magic Kingdom.
0: It is a great park. It's not my favorite park. We'll wait to find that out another day what my favorite park is. But we definitely spend the most time of our vacations in that park when they're at the Magic Kingdom.
1: Well, Doug, right now is the perfect time to go. We were there just a couple months ago, and I think it's the first time I've ever been to the Magic Kingdom where there are no construction walls up.
0: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I just looked at the refurb schedule, and the next refurb scheduled in the Magic Kingdom is Big Thunder in August. So that's quite a ways away uh, to have no refurb. I'm guessing with all of the construction going on around property at all the other parks that the Magic Kingdom is just going to be left alone Uh, for a little while, which is great because then you get to enjoy it without construction walls and pardon our pixie dust every which way.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, on our honeymoon, it was uh, the time when they were refurbing all the uh, restaurants, and we literally couldn't find a place to eat that much. That that many restaurants had construction walls up. There's only like two restaurants you could go to, and they were both packed.
0: So that's where I would just decide to have a Mickey bar for dinner.
1: I, we did. We ate about like five Mickey ice creams that night. So uh, the greatest thing about the park right now to me is they just finished about a year ago the revised Fantasyland with the Be Our Guest restaurant, which I got to say was fantastic. My kids definitely love that, as well as the newest roller coaster, the Seven Dwarfs Mine, and of course the new Mickey and Minnie Circus area where they did uh, a great job adding a second Dumbo ride. So no more waiting for three hours to ride Dumbo.
0: Yeah, it's no longer uh, do or die on Dumbo. You can actually go later in the day, and if there is a line, it is possibly the best line to wait in because it's a playground. And while the kids like the playground, I like the air conditioning and the Wi-Fi. It's nice, strong Wi-Fi in that circus tent back there while you're waiting for Dumbo. Um, You can load all your pictures onto social media and show off to your friends what great time you're having at Disney. Uh, The whole area was really well done. The theming was great. Um, We actually were there... When they opened Storybook Circus Land, we got to be uh, in the the treats that tent. We went on that on day opening. It was pretty crazy. All the executives in there, um, just standing there asking how you're doing. I was in there with a two year old wandering around, and <laughs> we're, we were just looking while the kids were on the Barnstormer. So it was kind of cool to see something like that open, and it's pretty exciting. I think it's a good addition, or not really addition, but changeover from the It was constantly a temporary area back there, so it was kind of nice for him to do something permanent and more solidified and themed in that area of the park.
1: Yeah, and it looks great. They, you know, better way to meet characters like Daisy and Minnie. Uh, And it just, I feel like all the lines, they fixed all the problems with different cues. And now all the lines run a lot more smooth. And you're definitely spending a lot less time waiting in lines. So you can spend more time waiting in uh, those rope drop lines that we're going to talk about in a second.
0: Absolutely. And the lines that you're waiting in, they, they definitely know how to entertain you while in line. And they added the Little Mermaid area. As well with uh, Eric's castle and that queue for uh, the Voyage of the Little Mermaid, or the. Oh, the.
1: You're right, the Voyage oh, of the, the Little Voyage Mermaid.
0: The Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Okay, I was making sure I wasn't jumping over to the wrong part. Oh, the Journey oh, of journey. the Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah, yeah Voyages and the,
1: Studios. That's there at go.
0: Studios, that's the older attraction. But that queue is amazing, it's super long. Um, if you have to wait in the whole line, I'm sorry. But uh, there's a lot to look at, there's little interactive games along the way. Uh, it's really neat. Same thing with waiting to meet Ariel herself. It's a really neat queue. You're like in caverns, and you're not just doing switchbacks back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like we had to do as kids. Our kids are so spoiled now by the new cues at Disney.
1: No, oh, yeah, and this is Rope Drop Radio, and the last time we were at the Magic Kingdom, we rope dropped the Little Mermaid ride. My daughter is a four-year-old redhead, loves Ariel. We were the sixth person on that ride, didn't need a fast pass. It was, it was great. Uh, get it out of the way first thing. And you're talking about the long queues. We didn't have to wait in that. We just kind of walked through. I think I walked a mile just in that queue alone. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I didn't have to wait in it, but it was. I, I kept getting, I kept looking around and enjoying it and just Disney really did a great job, uh, on the new fantasy land. And when we talk about rope drops, I got to talk about the recommendation that your wife gave me and that I'm going to give to everyone. If you do not get a fast pass for the Anna and Elsa meet and greet, that's it. You beeline to Fantasyland and get in line because uh, I, I just heard from a Disney executive, the average is four hours and they have seen wait times up to eight. Eight hours to meet Anna and Elsa
0: yeah that that's way too long to meet anybody no matter who they are but the Anna and Elsa are about to exit the Magic Kingdom they're gonna head over to Epcot it will be interesting to see whether they stay in both parks Um, it sounds like they're just gonna be in Epcot going forward and so be interesting to see what um, princesses they replace them with Um, and they go back to the original lineup in that princess meet and greet Um, yeah, and so when you're fast pass, there's, or not fast pass, when you rope drop, there's lots of options in the Magic Kingdom. There's not definitely one place you have to go. It kind of depends on uh, your family situation, your attractions you're interested in, what fast passes you have for later in the day. That's going to dictate what you do at rope drop. Uh, what other things has your family been interested in right away in getting to the park?
1: For us, when we didn't have kids, I think uh, one of the things you have to do, or if you have older kids, is you got to rope drop Space Mountain. Even if you have fast passes, Space Mountain is that ride that you want to do two or three times even, and my wife and I beelined it right there, uh, because the time before, we didn't uh, fast pass um, Space Mountain, I rode Pirates first, went over to Space Mountain, and they are Not only out of Fast Passes, they had a four-hour wait, so I didn't even get to ride it the time before.
0: Yeah, our our family, um, we like Space Mountain, but not enough to do it two times in a day. My family's probably favorite ride overall, the whole group, is Thunder Mountain, which is funny because it's a ride I can't even go on without puking on them. So uh, we often rope drop Thunder and then Splash and then work our way back across and use Fast Passes for – for either Fantasyland or Tomorrowland. The other the other alternative we do a lot of Rope Drop is we, uh, we'll have fast passes for say the Mine Train and Peter Pan and that Anna and Elsa meet um, or for Thunder Splash and instead we'll head over to Space Mountain first then we'll hit Buzz right after that, Astro Orbiter right after that and then Tomorrowland Speedway. You can do those four attractions really quick. Space Mountain's is the only one that takes a considerable amount of time out of, that, out of that in that first hour of the day but man if you come back to Tomorrowland in the afternoon you could be looking at on an average day 30 to 60 minute waits at all of those attractions so being able to knock them all out in an hour versus four hours is pretty priceless and that's why it's worth getting up early Get into the park an hour before it opens. You also, if you rope drop the Magic Kingdom, you get to see the opening show. There's people that don't even know a show happens in the morning with the mayor and the dancers. All the characters show up on the train. You get the family of the day, fireworks, and then you're into the park. I don't can't think of a better way to start a day than the Magic Kingdom opening show.
1: See, I, I disagree a little bit for uh, when we get to the parks. Uh, I like to do a breakfast in there. So we get in before the park even opens. Uh, this last time we did Be Our Guest Restaurant. So we were in the park while the show was going on. So we were already in the back of the park. And we were able to do all of the new Fantasyland uh, before the crowds even made their way back there. So, instead of rope dropping, we snuck in before the rope drop uh, by paying to eat breakfast in Bell's Castle.
0: That is definitely a good way to go, too. You kind of sneak around. You also don't have to fight the masses, because if you don't have that coveted mind train fast pass, m- rope dropping the mind train is not for the faint of heart. We have done that um, when we went kind of a spur of moment trip, and we couldn't get a fast pass. Um, you need to get those 60 days in advance for the mine train. So, we rope dropped it, and it it was a it was a struggle staying together, getting there. I'm kinda glad my kids know the park because you know you tell the ten year old eight year old we'll see you at the mine train if we get separated. Just keep going, just just keep going. We'll find you,
1: just follow you know? the
0: crowd just just go we'll be there. It's kind of like a invasion of people to one attraction, so that's one of the really nice things about having that fast pass for mine train so that you can rope drop somewhere a little more peacefully. Uh, It makes your day just start a lot more magical, as they would say.
1: Yeah, thankfully, I got a fast pass to the Mine Train, which I highly recommend. I don't think I'd want to wait in line for that ride. But we didn't get a fast pass for Anna and Elsa. And it really bummed my wife and I out. We knew my daughter really wanted to meet them. So I was just expecting that we were going to sometime have to wait in line for about two hours. And what we did, and I highly recommend, is download the Disney Parks wait time app, the official one. And I just, after every ride or every queue we were in, I'd pull it out and I'd kind of look around. And at about lunchtime, we've heard that the the character meet and greet lines go down while kids are all eating. And we saw Anna and Elsa dip down to 20 minutes, and we—it was like a rope drop. From we were all all the way in Tomorrowland, and we dead sprinted back to Fantasyland just so we could get in line and meet Anna and Elsa. And what's amazing is we waited in line less for them than we did Woody and Jesse later in the day.
0: Yeah, you gotta use that app. It's also now with the newest update how you can get your fourth FastPass. So now the app is even more functional than ever. Uh, If you don't have a smartphone and you're going on a Disney vacation, I feel for you. I really do because Disney is definitely pushing the app technology uh, right at you to use it for the My Disney experience. You can manage all your Fast Passes. You can book new Fast Passes now. Now you can do dining through that you can look at those wait times, which is really good to know. And those wait times are the actual wait times posted around the park. So if you're looking at the app and you look up at the attraction, it is right there. It's the same time. Grant, if the posted wait time is 20 minutes, that was actually the wait time 20 minutes ago because they use those little red cards that some people really love to get. Other people wonder why they get them. But they scan them when you go in the line, and they scan them again when you get to board the attraction. And that's where it posts that wait time that's where that comes from so keep in mind that the wait times are always retroactive kinda like it's it you see sixty minutes that meant sixty minutes ago if you got in line you waited sixty minutes so if like a parade just started and that wait time says forty minutes the odds are it's significantly lower than forty minutes because a lot of people are going to the parade rather than getting in line so kinda like you're doing with the lunch um... a lot of people were going to eat instead of getting in line so that helps it make it be a lot shorter and you can find those little windows to sneak in
1: yeah well and and that's where disney does it right they, they've gotten with the app technology and i love how when the professional photographer takes your picture i can pull it up pretty quick on my phone and it's just it's a lot of fun to be able to do that because it, it makes waiting in these queues a lot easier as well but we're talking about rope dropping doug i want to know What is that one ride, whether you get a Fast Pass 2 or not, what is that one Magic Kingdom ride you have to do? Everyone's got at least one. What is yours?
0: For me, it is not a trip to Walt Disney World without doing the Jungle Cruise. That has always been my favorite since I was a child. I'm pretty sure when I was little, I said I wanted to be a Jungle Cruise skipper for my career. That didn't quite work out. Unfortunately, I became a dentist instead, I guess. I failed at the Jungle Cruise skipping, but uh, I just... I love the puns. They're cheesy, corny. There's some other fruits and vegetables probably you can describe them with. I mean, when a butterfly, their wingspan can get up to 12 inches or one foot. I mean, that's just, that's hilarious. That's comedic gold. How
1: do you not laugh? Did you Um, know John Lasseter? That was one of his first jobs was a skipper on the Disney cruise.
0: Yeah, I know. I know that jungle cruise skipper, John Lasseter. So clearly it's the best ride ever because of that reason. My kids love it now. Um, you know my son's always the one that when they get to you they ask how do you know they're African elephants and he'll yell because they're in Africa and then they have some other joke about how you know and then you get to India and and you yell the other thing and they're like well no it's because we're in India you know they he's the one that always he'll he'll do the gag for the jungle cruise skipper and he's eight so it's a little concerning how much we know about that ride but we definitely love it as a family how about you Derek
1: uh I got to say the ride that I definitely uh have to hit every time, the one that I fell in love with as a kid is Pirates. Uh but here's the thing. I just last year rode the Disneyland version for the first time and cuz you always hear uh the Californians say how much better that is and and they're right. The Disneyland version is so much better than the Orlando version and I found out that they originally weren't going to do Pirates of the Caribbean in Orlando. And the first year the park was open, they had so many complaints. Almost everyone complained that there's no Pirates, that they ended up having to speed one in there. But I still love the ride. I always have to ride on it. Uh, I feel like the queue goes, the queue's fun to wade in. The ride goes pretty quickly to get through it. My kids enjoy it. It's just, uh, it's that one that, yep, no matter what, I, I if it's the last thing at the park or the first thing, I am doing Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: How did you feel when they added Captain Jack to it? any emotions there?
1: I I was fine with it. Uh, I really enjoyed the first movie, not so much the following three movies, but I kind of like how Disney has taken, it can take some of its property, turn it into a movie, and then the movie goes back and helps refuel the ride. Uh, And it just kind of breathes a little new life into it. It helps bring this next generation into loving the ride even more. So I'm okay when they do it, as long as it's not overkill. But yeah, I think it's kind of fun seeing Jack Sparrow in there at the end. and, And for... You know, the younger generation who grew up on the Pirates movies, they're going to love that even more.
0: Absolutely. My son, we're still trying to convince him that the ride came before the movies. He doesn't believe us
1: yeah that's pretty funny, yeah just and if you ever get to Disneyland, I gotta recommend you gotta try the version out in California. It's like three minutes longer there's a waterfall the the theme's a little bit better it's It's a lot of fun, but I enjoy both rides, and those are the two rides that I absolutely have to do but What I always love to know and and what I love to share with people are the rides that you can skip, you don't need to do. Maybe that ride that uh, annoys you. So what is that one thing, Doug, that you don't enjoy or you make sure you skip every time?
0: It would be the Swiss Family Treehouse. Um, It is nothing more than a cardio workout. If I wanted to go up and down steps, I could do that at the gym. I know maybe people are really concerned about getting all their steps in on their Fitbit but you're at Disney World, you're going to get your steps in. Um, you know, maybe if they had upgraded the tree house like they did out in California, I think that was a great improvement to add the uh, Tarzan theming to it. There's a lot they could do with it to make it more appealing. Um, we spend our whole time explaining to our kids what Swiss Family Robinson, the movie, is. They've kind of watched it. We watched it while we were on the Disney Fantasy this last year on our uh, Star Wars Day at Sea Cruise. In our downtime, we slowly watched Swiss Family Robinson. And they all kept pointing out, this is a horrible movie to watch while we're on a ship. What are we doing, Dad? That, that's hilarious.
1: Like, that, yeah, I wouldn't recommend right, that one.
0: The shipwreck and pirates. and what? Well, this is awful. So, yeah, that's... The, them watching the movie has not made us want to just go running to it and it's pretty hilarious one time we uh we we did an early breakfast and we hit merida right away right after that we were the first ones in line for merida then we we're over at tinkerbell it was kind of a character morning for us and i was standing by the exit of tinkerbell just waiting for my wife and kids i went and took some pictures while the park was pretty empty um pictures of like restaurant fronts and ride fronts for her and um I was straight across from the entrance to Swiss Family Robinson and here it is 9.05 AM and the number of people going into Swiss Family Robinson's treehouse is astonishing. There's more people that turn into that attraction than walk past it and it just blows my mind like you can walk in there at any point today but meanwhile I let the other alliance build. You know just oh this is crazy.
1: Yep, we skipped that one the last time we were there, and the one that I always skip, I always recommend to people skip, the ride that I cannot stand is Stitch's Great Escape. Uh, it's just—it's not even a ride, uh, and and if I guess if you love Lilo and Stitch, it might be worth it. But at one point, uh, Stitch spit on me. I was annoyed. It, it wasn't even—it wasn't even worth uh, being in there. Even if there is no queue, uh, I wouldn't go in that ride. And I, I know Disney has heard some complaints. I think they're looking at redoing that ride or even putting something else there. Uh, so you definitely—if there's fast passes for, it, don't waste your time getting fast passes for that one.
0: Yeah, Stitch has existed there way too long. And our family, they love Stitch. Um, the kids, we finally took them on it. We thought maybe they're old enough they won't be scared. Uh, they were warned that it could be scary. We talked, we told them everything. And so they went into it. Afterwards, they're kind of like, why did we do that? That was a waste of time. We could have been on Space Mountain or Buzz. And we're like, well, we thought we needed to show you this attraction. And it turns out we didn't. So since then, my son and I have gone on it. Um, he, The girls, they were uh, in line for a princess. And he's like, I don't want to meet a princess again. And so we went and did Stitch because there's no wait, as there shouldn't be. And uh, he said, I just want to laugh at the little kids screaming in terror. So we did that. We went and we laughed at all the other families having a miserable time at Stitch as their kids cried.
1: I guess that would be the only way to make that attraction even worth it
0: which is a horrible thing to do.
1: Absolutely. So what are some of the uh Fast Passes now at Disney World are incredible. You can book three in advance, uh 60 days in advance. They're on your wrist, uh, which my kids love. It's a souvenir that they still wear. Uh, like I said, on and Elsa went way too quickly. We couldn't get there. We thankfully got the Seven Dwarfs Mine and Peter Pan. Those are two of the big ones. But what are the... uh a couple of the others that you recommend getting right away when you're booking, and, and always work with the travel agent and book these things right away, because I'm I'm shocked how fast fast passes go nowadays.
0: Well, the the big ones are definitely the mountain range. You got uh, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain, and the mine trains. You got the whole mountain range. There, you only get three, so you got to kind of pick. So if we do Splash Mountain, we like to do Thunder Mountain, make them back-to-back. You can go on... Go on them right back to back. When you get off one ride, you're on the other, and you're moving on. And um, the the mountain range is the obvious one. The the not as obvious ones other than Anna and Elsa. And uh, then you get the Enchanted Tales with Belle is a very popular fast pass that can times can disappear for that. Um, Peter Pan is another one that the times kind of disappear for that. You need to get a little further out. Those are kind of the top priority. Fast passes, and then once you use your first three, you can move on to number four. And a great fourth fast pass is like Buzz Lightyear, Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise. Uh have you had any success getting those extra fast passes?
1: Oh yeah, we had a great success with Jungle Cruise right after we uh did our third, I think it was the dwarf uh the mine train. Uh I went and booked Jungle Cruise and we literally just walked through the fast pass area and walked right on. Uh, it had like a 25 minute wait. We spent less than a minute in line. I think we spent more time trying to find a place to park the stroller than we did in line to get on Jungle Cruise and and it's one of those rides that I agree we do every time. Uh, we love the puns and everything. I think my kids were a touch too young because I, I think my two toddlers thought those elephants were real. And my daughter even said, I don't want to do that right again, So, um, which is hilarious. So we'll, hopefully this next time when they're a little bit older, they will appreciate the Jungle Cruise a bit more.
0: And I think the most Fast Passes we've done in a day with the new system is eight. Oh, that's, that's amazing. I mean, it was, it was September, so a slower time of year. And uh, you're able to, like, we go to the kiosk that's back when we had to use the kiosk. And uh, you're able to get, like, a Buzz Lightyear where the window opened in five minutes. So you get that, you go do it right away, and then you're back. And then you get, like, Barnstormer for in five minutes. Takes you that long just to walk to the Barnstormer. And then we were just constantly doing that. And, like, if we booked, like, a Thunder Mountain, my family would go do Thunder. I'd go to the kiosk book something so by the time they were off we were ready to go busier times of years gets a little tougher to get more um one thing i would avoid with using your fast passes is the shows for the most part there are a few exceptions uh disney jr over at hollywood studios about the only show i really recommend it for which we uh,
1: definitely got one for that one because yeah that goes quick
0: but uh, the shows in the Magic Kingdom is Philhar Magic. You don't really need a fast pass for that. You can just walk in. Back in the old fast pass system, you'd get that as a bonus fast pass when you get Winnie the Pooh uh, fast passes or Dumbo fast passes when they added that. So um, there's definitely a lot of options for the fast passes at the Magic Kingdom.
1: Well, I love the new wristband system so much because uh, you can book it months in advance. You can kind of map out your whole trip way before you go. And on top of that, I remember. Uh, I was the guy who would take everyone's tickets, sprint across the park while they waited in a different line, get fast passes, the old-fashioned takeaway, and then sprint across the park to meet back up with my family and friends, and then I'm just too exhausted to even enjoy whatever I'd be riding next. So Disney really did a great job with the the wristband system, I know Californians don't really want them yet, but uh, they definitely did a great job. Especially, it's also the key to your hotel. It's a way to buy food at the market. It's it's a phenomenal system to use.
0: Yeah, the Magic Band's pretty amazing. Like when we were at Disneyland back in November, I jokingly packed it uh, to take to California. My wife's like, y- you know, you can't do anything with that there. I'm like, oh, well, I could try. It was like going back in time. I had to run around the parks. To uh, get our Fast Passes. It's pretty crazy.
1: One thing you don't need Fast Passes for, but you do need to get early to, is the parades. Uh, Magic Kingdom right now has two wonderful parades. Uh, I was sad because the Nighttime uh, Dark Parade uh, wasn't working this last time we were there. But the Day Parade was phenomenal. And we just got lucky that. We got the best seats in the house right by the castle. Uh, I ended up having to sit in a puddle with my two kids on my lap. So I took one for my team on that one, but it it was just, it was a great, they're really stepping up these parades right now. So what do you recommend for getting in line, where to stand? How, how early should you wait for these parades?
0: Well, I definitely like reserving your seat with a puddle. That's pretty awesome. I mean, if you're willing to sit in a puddle, you get the best seat, right? That that and that that, that was when, is...
1: when we got we got to the parade really late. In fact, my wife actually missed the parade completely. I I took off. She was uh, doing something else. I took off with a sprint with the kids. Uh, literally picked one up in one hand, one in the other. Cut through a bunch of people. I was like, I don't care puddle. I'm sitting here and and it, my pants eventually dried after riding uh, uh, Thunder Mountain. But it just it was really great for my kids and and all the characters interacted with them and also one thing with the parades it's if you don't have little kids if you're by yourselves go ride the rides because that's the time when there are literally no lines for some of those rides
0: yeah that's a great time to go on attractions if you're not concerned with the parades but if you can't reserve your spot with a puddle um i'd recommend about a half hour um You can get a pretty decent spot. If you want to divide and conquer, one person can stand and hold space. A stroller does an amazing job of holding spots along that rope that Disney puts up and the tape that they put out. Um, But for the uh, Festival of Fantasy Parade in the afternoon, it is amazing. It's a great parade. If you haven't seen it, you definitely want to take the time to see it. Um, We really enjoy that. And we're not really parade people. And we really like Festival of Fantasy. Uh, Move it, shake it, dance it, play it, street party parade. That does happen a lot. Um, You're going to happen across that. You really don't need to sit down and be like, we got to make it to this one. Um, The odds of you not seeing it are pretty slim and when you get to it you just walk out there and enjoy it but for the uh, Main Street Electrical Parade about a half hour depending on where you want to watch it we recommend Fantasyland or not Fantasyland sorry Frontierland a lot um, near Country Bears it's a great place to watch the parades it's not nearly as crowded as Main Street However, if you want to watch the parade with Main Street USA and the castle in the background, the true Disney experience, then you got to go a little earlier to get your spot on Main Street.
1: And we had to do that for the after after the nighttime parade, we had to do that for the fireworks show since there's no parade uh, it was just like, okay, we're all just going to kind of sit and wait in line for, for the fireworks display. And we literally sat next to the statue of Walt and Mickey. Probably the best, to me, the best seats I've ever had for the fireworks show. Just put both kids on the shoulders and, and watch it. But another one that you uh you thankfully can see anywhere in the park, but it's good to have that kind of castle view to it.
0: Mm-hmm. And now with the uh, kind of the pre-show, the celebrate, the magic show, the or the castle light show, as my kids call it, Um, that one you have to be in front of the castle to see. And it's pretty amazing what they can do by shining some lights on a castle. I mean, it looks like it falls apart at points. It changes color. It jumps up and down. It's pretty awesome how they incorporate so many different uh, Disney properties and Pixar into that show. And that makes waiting for the fireworks that much better.
1: Absolutely. They just, they really know how to entertain the audience from literally the moment you walk into the park. And then after the fireworks are done, you're like, I, I don't want to leave. I just watched all these Disney characters on the screen. I want to go ride some of these rides again.
0: I know that's uh, the bad thing about going at slower times a year is the park usually closes with the fireworks, right? Everybody has to leave at once, which makes staying at Bay Lake Tower priceless. But because uh, you just walk, you don't have to wait for any transportation. However, in the summer, the busier times of year where the park is open after fireworks, that time in the parks is awesome. So many people head to the gates um, that it's really amazing being in the park after fireworks, especially if there's a second um, electrical parade after the fireworks. We always recommend going to the second parade. That holds true with the parties. The Mickey's Not So Scary and the Very Merry Christmas Party. Um, go to the second parade. It's way less crowded.
1: Doug, there's, I mean, the fireworks show, everything, all the attractions are really great. One thing I do love not only about the Magic Kingdom, but all the parks, is that there's all these like little secret tips and tricks, and as we finish up today's show, I thought we'd share maybe uh, one of yours and one of mine that we like, and Uh, If I could share first, uh, one thing we found out, and I'm really bummed out about, but I want to share with everyone who's listening, is that there is a barber shop in Main Street and they do special first haircuts And my soon-to-be three-year-old needs a haircut. We were just there a couple months ago, and my wife and I are completely bummed out that we didn't get his first haircut in Disney World. Uh, it's really cheap. They give you a lock of hair. They do a lot of fun things with it. And now we are debating, waiting eight months till we go back and uh, see if he can handle having longer hair till then.
0: That's pretty awesome. Our youngest Claire, she had her very first haircut at that barbershop on Main Street and uh doing the first haircut you get a special mouse ears and uh you get the lock of hair and it's it's pretty cool. She uh so she has that memory. She's not going to remember it, but she's got some pictures. We have the memory of her first haircut at Disney. Um but uh my one of my I have a lot of tips and tricks and hidden spots I go to in the Magic Kingdom, but um not shocking um one of my things is it deals with food um i kind of go towards food a lot while i'm in the parks but uh we really like storybook treats back in the new fancy land in the uh, storybook the circus area uh it's not that busy you go to the confectionery on main street there's mobs of people you can't look at everything and then you get your food there's nowhere to sit um, so Storybook Treats back there, it's a lot more peaceful. And then you go back to the yellow tent that's at the very back of the park. We have sat back there and been the only family in the area. It was originally built as a fast pass kiosk area. It's got phone chargers, so you can plug your phones in, charge them. There's a whole bunch of weird tables and mirrors and couches. and uh, So we go back there and kind of have run of the house. Uh last time we were there, we were enjoying all our treats out of the, the display case and uh there was one other family and they started talking to us so and they were from like kansas city and we were we're from Nebraska, so started talking about you know things we had in common It's pretty amazing, but it's kind of tucked away. Nobody walks that far back into the park because it's past every attraction, so why go back there? Well, you go back there for peace and quiet.
1: I, I didn't even know that. Now I'm going to have to look out uh, next time I go to the park. And, and talking about food, now that it's almost a lunch hour, I'm really hungry. But we're going to talk, we're going to do a whole show on different foods uh, that are cost effective for families or food one time only, you got to do this once uh, type of thing at all the parks. So I'm really excited to be able to talk, uh, discuss more because you are you and I are both foodies and we're going to talk a lot more about food food in a future episode so little teaser right there so hopefully you continue to listen and and join us in that journey as well
0: excellent i like
1: food yeah everyone does and disney disney yeah some people complain that it's overpriced but i feel like you you do get what you pay for sometimes and we'll share those restaurants because i have a couple in mine where yeah we spent some money but we ate worth that money at the same time
0: absolutely there's some great experiences to be had just in the dining uh, in the magic kingdom and all throughout property.
1: Absolutely. Well, This has been a great talk about the Magic Kingdom. It's one that we are definitely going to revisit. It is my favorite park. I can't wait to hear what Doug's favorite park is. So stay tuned and you'll find that out with me. And uh, again, thank you for listening to Rope Drop Radio. Please like us on Facebook. uh, Follow us on Twitter. Uh, Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. For Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. Thank you for listening to Rope Drop Radio.